0: You're
1: listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
0: Previously on Good Job Brain.
2: We need you to come out of retirement for one last puzzle. I told you, I don't do that no more. I need that solution. Step.
3: What's that on the monitor? Zoom in. Enhance. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Too much. De-enhance. Uh, De-enhance. What, what color wire do I cut? Um, the purple one. Uh, actually, purple is not a color, oh technically. God, it's a range of colors, and...
3: Functious, regal riddlers and rattlers, welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 36, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your gaggle of gangly, giggling Googlers.
2: (laughs) I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. Uh, We have some good news, which is that we have just opened up our first Good Job Brain swag shop. Yay! Um, So we have been lucky enough to partner up with some cool artists who are also fans of the show. And they've created some really cool limited edition Good Job Brain merch We've got uh, some mugs and some cool T-shirts. They're prints for sale, and you guys should go check it out. It is a limited edition store, so when things mm-hmm. are gone, they're gone. So if you want to order your stuff, go nope. check it out. You're yeah. gonna get a mug, yeah, and some- that is at goodjobbrain.com/store. Yeah. Some really cool
3: T-shirts. Those mugs
0: are going out fast. Yes. Can yes. I have a mug? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <you may laughs> have. We're yeah, all gonna have get one. A mug. Yeah. Can we get a free one. Free one. And <laughs> <They> also <laughs> oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The
2: mugs are great, and they're yeah. also in uh, SF Giant colors yes so if you're a giants fan
3: all right without further ado let's jump into our general trivia segment pop quiz hot shot i have here a random trivial pursuit card and get your barnyard buzzers ready here we go blue edge geography what country do you enter if you leave sweden via the orson bridge I actually uh, know this one.
2: Yeah, I know. I was like, man, I wish Karen could help us with. I'm work. about to embarrass myself with my lack of geographical. Go map. for it, uh, Denmark.
3: Yes. Oh, oh thank God. of course, <laughs> Karen. <but laughs> yeah, because yeah. I lived in Denmark, and yeah, the mm-hmm. bridge is actually very cool. Hmm. Pink wedge. Who's the cat who won't cop out when there's danger all about?
2: Oh, oh, that course. is Top Cat. Right? No. Oh. Shaft, yes, uh. yes. Oh. I was, I was, I was going of, one level beyond it. I was yeah. thinking of
0: cats, too. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was like Heathcliff. I don't
1: think that's <laughs> what, that was right. Is it verbal? Yeah.
3: Right, yellow wedge. Which president was sometimes referred to as the human iceberg for being cold and aloof? And it's multiple oh. choice, oh. but yeah. you buzzed in, so why don't you tell me?
0: Is it Calvin Coolidge? No, oh. is no that's it. a, a good play.
3: Is it another
2: it's double letter? Is it Woodrow Wilson?
3: No, but mm. there is a double letter. Really, Purple? You know? It is Benjamin Harrison.
2: Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay, okay.
3: Yeah, all right. right.
2: <laughs> Haters gonna hate. I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Purple wedge. By what name? Are the Antoinette Perry Awards for Excellence in Theater better known? The Tonys. Yes, the Tony Awards. I Um, did not
2: know they were the Antoinette Perry. hmm.
3: Antoinette Perry, Hmm. not Tony Danza. (laughs) Green Wedge for Science. The heart, lung, and what other organ were involved in the first triple transplant operation in 1986? Heart, lung, and... Heart, lung, and... Liver. Correct. Oh, it okay. is liver. And also, wow, that is nuts yeah. to have yeah. all
2: three of your organs replaced at the same time. Mm. Well, you got to fill up that punch card somehow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah He'd get the fourth organ. Yeah. Free. Oh yeah. yeah. No, he, he got it. it. Yeah. He oh, got a free pancake. He got a yeah. big
0: sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not another organ free. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's it's to, it's to get a hoagie. A sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Orange wedge. Last question. What arcade game was inspired by a pizza with a slice missing from it? (laughs) Pac-Man. Yes, it is Pac-Man. Pizza Pie Man. Pizza Pie Man.
0: That is sort of true. (laughs) It's sort of true and not true. In recent years, when they asked the creator of Pac-Man, he's like, well, that is what I said, so let's just go ahead and say that that's what it was.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's no fun. And Pac-Man was originally called... Puckman. Puck man. Puck Man. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very fortunate they change it to Pack. Yes. Puck Man. P.
1: Yes. yes. Test those pop filters.
3: That
0: That is, that urban legend is absolutely true. I mean, they, the American uh, company was like, no, 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 you have to change it because vandals are going to erase part of the P and change it to a different letter. Oh.
2: <laughs> Buckman. Buckman.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: So today, we are going to talk about something very special to my heart, very special to Chris's heart as well, totally. and Dana, not Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's changed
1: in the to my heart.
3: So we're going to be talking about Disney! Oh, I want to I want to be like you, I want to walk like you, talk like you too. you'll say it's true.
2: Uh, yes. Well, as I uh, just alluded to there, uh, Disney has become a lot more special for me in the last week. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, because if you have been anywhere near the internet or a nerd at all, you have probably heard that Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm mm. from George Lucas, which essentially includes Star Wars and not much else of concern.
0: Disney was very clear they bought Star Wars, right? And, and let's, yeah, make no bones doing. about it—that yep. is the right thing to do. Mm.
2: Um, and they've already announced that Star Wars Seven is going to be out in 2015, I believe, yep. and on from there. So that was my avenue into the uh Disney angle here. So this isn't the first time that George Lucas and Lucasfilm and Disney have been involved. Most people know Star Tours, of course, is one of the motion rides at uh Disneyland and Disney World. I believe it's also in Tokyo Disney. I mean, it's around the world, mm. and it's been retooled over the years. I think and as I did a little bit of research into Star Tours, I found out it really has a interesting relationship with another one of Disney's combination ride movies, Captain EO. Huh. Oh, okay. So, now, here's I have to admit. I have never actually seen Captain EO. Really? Like, yeah, I know that it, it involves Michael go, Jackson, now and, and it's it. space, and 3D. there's a weird little furry creature, mm-hmm. and yeah. it involved smoke and motion. It was really it's a, just a 3D, 3D movie. It's a
0: 15-minute yeah. 3D movie uh, starring Michael Jackson as the captain of this ship of ragtag band of misfits that clean up space, and uh, they have to go on a mission and make a delivery to a alien queen Mm. And it turns out the delivery is a big old song and dance, number, <laughs> as, as you might imagine, and that's that's basically kind of what it is. There's some really cool stuff in there, but mostly it's just sort of like. 3D, men are poking spears in your face. I well, that. I don't, that. And, and, I and, don't and, remember and, the plot. the theater itself incorporates 4D, what they call now 4D uh, effects. just because yeah. it was 3D plus smoke and lasers yeah. Yeah. and things Puffs like that. Puffs of air in your face that right. come out of the back of the seat in front of you, that kind of thing. So
2: uh, do you guys know which one opened first, Captain Neo or Star Tours? EO? EO did open first, huh. uh, not by much, but Star mm-hmm. Tours was actually in development first. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to the 80s when Michael Eisner came on board Disney, the new chairman of Disney in 1984. One of the first things that he did was he reached out to George Lucas and brought him in sort of with the idea of, hey, wouldn't you like to maybe help us build some rides mm-hmm. or build some attractions? Let's jam. You know, <laughs> most likely something that would go in Tomorrowland. And he really, Eisner, really wanted Lucas to build something, you know, based on one of the Star Wars properties and sort of had... An in his mind the idea of a motion ride something along those lines and this was a big deal at the time because Star Tours was it was the first ride at Disneyland that was based on a non-Disney movie yeah. <laughs> so for them to kind of go outside the Disney family uh, movie specifically and build a ride on it you know they really had to be sure this was going to be a hit and Star Wars is a pretty good property to go with so they were working with George Lucas for a few years at, at the same time this happened Jeffrey Katzenberg
3: now is at DreamWorks right? that's
2: right he's the uh, K in DreamWorks SKG so he was friends with with David Geffen, who's the G as well. They knew Michael Jackson, and they were trying to bring Michael Jackson in to do a project at Disneyland. Something, just sort of nebulous, we want you to do something because you're a big name. And again, keep in mind, this is 1984, 1985. We'll just slap names on everything. Yeah, I mean, just at the peak of Michael Jackson's appeal, I would say. Mm -hmm. Michael Jackson was a little bit skittish about doing something like this. He really wanted it to be a success. He didn't want to attach his name to something that was a failure. And so the story goes that Michael Jackson said, "All right, well, I'll, I'll do this sort of combination movie attraction as long as Steven Spielberg or George Lucas are involved
3: you know he's like I want to
2: make sure there's some A-list talent directing me this is some wheeling
3: and dealing it is
2: wheeling and dealing so you got Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg and George Lucas and Michael Jackson I mean these are power players in the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry Mm -hmm. they start developing a few concepts for Captain EO or what would become Captain EO Spielberg at the time was busy shooting the color purple and so Disney essentially like well we're already working with George Lucas Lucas on this other project. Let's bring him over and work on this project with Michael Jackson. So, I had always known that Francis Ford Coppola directed Captain EO. Mm -hmm. I did not know that George Lucas was the executive producer. Mm -hmm. And Lucas brought in Francis Ford Coppola. uh, Because, you know, as Star Wars nerds may know, they have this weird relationship where Lucas always looked up to Francis Ford Coppola and considered him like this badass rebel who can do whatever he wants. And Mm -hmm. Han Solo, he has said many times, Han Solo is based on Francis Ford Coppola. They were in film school together at USC, and Lucas always kind of looked up to him oh because he didn't play by the rules. <laughs> Star Tours at this time was running behind schedule, over budget, uh, and there are... there are Yeah, because, you know, George Lucas is a perfectionist, and, and there are stories that there was a lot of friction at the park at the time, that a lot of the Disney Imagineers and workers really kind of felt like, who are these outsiders coming in? You know, this yeah. is our show. Why is George Lucas here? They're like, oh, we wanted
1: A-list talent, and they're like, mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's. Was- <laughs> but I was
2: <laughs> uh, it was it was by far the most expensive Attraction ever built at Disneyland. They they said it cost more than twice as much to build the entire park itself. Did when they opened the park.
3: Well, I'm sure because it's it's dealing with a business partner outside
2: of the Disney family, right? And Lucas, of course, had access to ILM and all of his effects people, Mm -hmm. and they kind of told him spend what you want to make it what it is. Wow. Uh Eisner, I guess, wanted to call it Star Rides, and like almost right up until the day it opened, he was fixed on Star Rides, Star Rides, Star Rides. (laughs) But Lucas, I guess, won out in the end and went with Star. Tours, uh, which I think is
0: probably a better name.
3: Well, yeah, name. which makes mm-hmm. sense because the whole premise is it's a touring spaceship
0: company, right? Where right. you yeah. get to you're see on, the You're different... on commercial aircraft yeah. traveling right, right. somewhere. Yeah.
2: And I guess originally the idea was that they would uh, replace it with new content every few years to right, kind of update a, the
0: story. It's a motion simulation ride. Uh, you're in this, um, you know, fake vehicle that's on hydraulics, but you're not going anywhere. You're watching the screen and it looks like you're moving forward. You feel like you're moving forward, but
2: you're... And, uh, apparently the guts of the ride are actually Air Force flight simulators, or oh, like sure. military quality flight simulators, that they repurpose to build the ride out. Just Sounds I mean, about right. cool. you know, yeah,
0: they've got to use it you know, many, many, many times a day for, you know, decades.
2: I'm going to date myself a little bit here because I actually remember what the ride was before it was Star Tours. Do you guys know as a matter of trivia what what the ride was? So as Disney often does, they'll repurpose, you know, the guts of of one attraction and turn it into another attraction. Oh! It was another motion ride.
1: Mm, not Mission to Mars
2: Mr. Toad's Wild Ride no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, it would have been Tomorrowland
2: Body Wars you're, you're, Karen's sort of in the what, right area It was scientific it? it was called Adventure Through Inner Space
0: Oh, okay and the oh. premise
2: was you're going through and being shrunk down through this mighty microscope and mm-hmm. you travel into atoms and molecules and you get progressively smaller and smaller and the world around you is opening up. Mm-hmm. And Tomorrowland
0: <laughs> used to be all about learning. Right. Yeah. Now it's pretty much just Star Wars land. probably <laughs> Which is, probably, is. Which is really is. for the best. Yeah. Well, yeah. And
2: expect it to only get more so. Oh, yeah. I, oh I, I believe. Back to adventure through Inner Space. I really remember as a kid, you know, growing up in LA, it was a lot easier for me to go to Disneyland than it is now. And I remember traveling through there and it really really kind of tickled me. I enjoyed it. Originally, it was sponsored by Monsanto, the agriculture business. Tomorrowland
0: (laughs) was very late and very over budget. And uh, when they opened Disneyland, they did not have everything in there that they wanted to have. And it actually ended up being very corporate sponsored. And it was like they would have companies come in and set up, like, the House of the Future and yeah. that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. they'd show off their like cutting-edge products. Yep.
2: So you would travel through the Monsanto Mighty Microscope, and <laughs> yeah. one of the distinctions of the Adventure Through Inner Space was it was the first Omnimover ride. And oh, if you're yeah. a big Disney Parks fan, the Omnimover is that you get in the little car, and it moves you around and turns you, and the Haunted Mansion is a great yeah. example of one. Mm-hmm. So this was the first one right. that had that technology. It moves you
0: on a track, but it can also spin you. And exactly, you and they bit, can too. put your attention wherever they want Yeah!
2: So, to tie this all together, Adventure Through Inner Space closed in 1985. There is an Easter egg in Star Tours paying homage to adventure through inner space so at the start of the star tours video or ride uh you go into a maintenance bay and if you look at the very bottom of the maintenance bay you can see the mighty microscope is in there that's great and again so the sequel to the star tours or the next chapter i guess is uh the adventures continue there's a scene so where that's you're the current that's the current iteration yeah. of it right and there's a scene where you're escaping the Death Star above Geonosis, and you can also see the Mighty Microscope in, as you're escaping through the ducks in the Death Star. Oh, that's cute. The, yeah. So Disney, I love that they kind of tie that history together.
0: Disney and especially Disneyland designers really love adding Easter eggs and things like that. Even
3: when you wait in line for the new Star Tours, like you said, it's kind of like done as a commercial airline, airport kind of feel. Mm. So they have these luggage x rays, mm. these fake ones, mm. and it's like, oh, we'll see all the, the crazy things that They're aliens in put in their luggage. luggage. yeah. One of them is Wally. Yes. Oh, ah, nice, yep.
2: nice. Yep. As a uh, Star Wars collector, they came out with all the droids, all the droids that are featured in Star Tours. Oh, and yeah. I, and I was really torn. Like, well, do I buy these? Are these part of the official canon or not? <laughs> <laughs> like, where so do you, I draw the line? You did, right. Well, yeah. So I did. <laughs> and so, of course, now all everything Star Wars is fully Disney licensed and Disney owned, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of come back into the fold now. And as I say, you know, they they have been very they clear. Gotcha. <laughs> They've been very clear that they're going to be aggressive with expanding into Star Wars. Star Wars IP, yeah.
0: Yep. Well, so Star Wars is the new Disney, so let's take it back. Let's take it way, (laughs) way, 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 way back to the earliest, earliest origins of Disney. Some good trivia here. This this is the sort of stuff that may actually come up on your pub trivia and other such things. Walt Disney was born in Chicago, but family moved out of Chicago very early in his life and moved to Marceline, Missouri. But then the family, uh, after that, moved to Kansas City. That is... Where the animation career started. He was an illustrator, you know, he did stuff for his school newspapers, things like that, you know, great cartoonist. He read this very early book on animation, like how to make cartoons, and he's like, I'm gonna do that. So in Kansas City, he started a company called Lafogram. and Aww, that, that's that, so cute. that was his first animation company. Uh, and some of the employees were people whose names you will have seen, like, uh, well, there's Ub Iwerks, who we've yeah, I think mm-hmm. we talked about in a previous episode, but also, uh, Frizz Freelang. Yeah. And some of the other guys who would go on to start the other other major animation studios in America were Disney's employees at Lafogram. o they, they kind of split off with the whole, again, as we've talked about, one of Disney's first animated creations was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. We he made a couple of Oswald cartoons, but then the distributor of that, Universal, kind of claimed all the rights to that mm. and got a lot of his guys under contract. What Disney had actually done before the Oswald shorts was um, the Alice comedies which huh. were basically Never heard of them. they were combinations of real life film and animation. Huh. So it was about a girl named Alice. The first one was called Alice's Wonderland. You know, it was sort of loosely based on Alice Wonderland. And they were single real subjects. So like when you went to the movies, we've probably been over this on the show before. We didn't just go and watch a movie and then leave. You know, right, you'd go right, in and right. be in the theater for like three hours and yeah. you'd see You got the cartoon them, and the, the, the right. real. You might see a short subject that's a single real kind of thing, which is these were like 10 minutes long they actually made according to wikipedia they made 57 alice comedies uh, many of them are are lost so so Lafogram went bankrupt he was not a good businessman he uh moved to hollywood thinking that that would be the better place to to do animation <laughs> and the first you know the first hit was do, doing all these alice comedies um and then it was oswald the lucky rabbit which he very quickly lost and it was losing he said it was in the Lafogram studios in kansas city Where there was a mouse that was his like buddy, Mm. like one of the mice that was in the building, like he'd feed him. Right, Uh and so when he loses Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, he's like, "Oh, I'll do uh, a mouse," which he was going to name, of course, Mortimer Mouse, (laughs) uh, naturally. (laughs) And and rolls off the tongue. To which his his wife Lillian said, "No, that sounds like a terrible name." So here's the question for you guys: What was the name of the first Mickey Mouse cartoon?
2: Wasn't it Steamboat
0: Willie? No. Oh, Mm.
1: Uh,
3: is it the one at the movies?
0: It's not it's called Plane Crazy. It was Mickey oh, in an airplane. So here's the thing. I they made heard of that. they made Plane Crazy, they made another one which I think was called Galloping Gauchos. Uh, they made two silent Mickey films and they were not distributed. No one picked them up. No oh. one wanted to run them. Why is Steamboat Willie considered the birth of Mickey Mouse? Because what Disney did with Steamboat Willie, which was the third one, is so. It was synchronized sound. Mm-hmm. Most cartoons at the time, vast majority of them were silent and then they would just play whatever music over them. With the advent of sound, the jazz singer, the first full length mm-hmm. talking motion picture, had only just come out, you know, and so people were thinking about sound. Some other <laughs> cartoon makers had tried to put sound into cartoons, but they couldn't figure out how to do it. And the sound would get unsynced. And so they distributed these cartoons, but the sound was just sort of messed up. It didn't really work. With Steamboat Willie, this was the first one where somebody nailed it. And so you watch the, the cartoon and Mickey is whistling, you know, the yeah. uh-huh. that was what opened up film distributors' eyes to what Disney was making. It was that, it was not so much the animation, but it was his combination of animation and music. Right, it
2: was the novelty part of it. Yes,
0: and and so Steamboat Willie was the first Mickey Mouse to actually get out into theaters and, and from thus was born. You know, we remember Silly Symphonies. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that was... Oh my God, that, that was, was such the,
3: a big part of my childhood.
0: That was the hook of those cartoons was that music. they were musical. and. A, a star is born, it's born. <laughs> oh quick
3: trivia question yeah what were the first words of Mickey Mouse oh. it is hot dogs hot dogs oh really mm-hmm. huh. he says so hot fir- dogs hot dogs so his
0: first talking cartoon was he was a hot dog salesman
3: he was at a, like a concession stand.
1: Oh. <laughs> Speaking of music and um, the musical aspect of Disney cartoons, I have a quiz here. Yay! Um, so looks sad.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just
0: wary. Just, I know I you guys think, are going to smoke gonna okay. me on these Disney quizzes. Go get yourself a beer and just come back <laughs> in. Done.
1: So I didn't write this quiz. I actually found it on Sporkle. And it... I thought it was fantastic. It's such a good quiz. Yeah. I didn't think I could improve upon it. So I'm just going to give it to you. It's by Ben on Sporkle. So it's called, Can You Name the Disney Pixar Movie from the Songs Listed Below? Oh. <laughs> I'll read the title of the song. You tell me what movie. Ooh,
2: okay. All right. And, and any Disney or Pixar movie is fair game for this quiz. Yes. Okay. okay. All right.
1: And not just animated either. Oh, live action too? Live oh. action as well. Okay. All right. All right. All right. A Whole New World, Karen. That is Aladdin. Yes.
0: You don't want to just give Colin that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that might be the only one I get. Right. I,
0: just for the record, I did know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ever, Ever After. Oh. Give up? Give up. Okay. Cinderella. Enchanted.
0: Oh. 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 This is getting tricky. There, oh. There's some tricksy ones. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Amy Adams and yeah. so Patrick live Jackson. Yep yep. yep,
1: yep, live action. Hakuna Matata. Colin. Lion King. Yay. Yay. Good job, Colin. <laughs> when you wish upon a star. Karen. Pinocchio. Under the sea. Karen. <laughs> Little Mermaid. So fast on the I know butter. I know. Yeah. Uh once upon a dream. Chris.
0: Oh. It's um I'm gonna say Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Okay. Wow.
1: Be our guest.
0: Beauty and the Beast.
1: Sure. Yes. <laughs>
0: sure, I'm just going to jump in and sure. grab them. Yeah.
1: Portobello Road. Chris.
0: Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow.
1: Miss Angela Lansbury. Wow. Jessica Fletcher. Yeah. Colors of the Wind. Karen. Pocahontas. You'll Be in My Heart.
0: Oh. Tarzan. Yeah.
1: Reflection. Karen. Mulan. Man. A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes.
2: Go ahead. I'm going to guess Dumbo.
1: No. Cinderella. Yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Someday my prince will come. Oh.
0: Chris. Snow White.
1: A spoonful of sugar. Karen. Mary Poppins. The bare necessities.
0: <laughs> Jungle
2: Book.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I won't say I'm in love. Hercules.
3: Yes. Whoa.
0: Hercules. That's a Hercules. fantastic.
1: So,
3: a little quick backstory. So, I, Hercules is one of those underrated Disney cartoons, but mm. the music is inspired by a lot of uh, gospel, kind of like 50s, kind of soul. You can
1: fly, you can fly, you can fly. Oh, sorry, Karen. Dumbo. Nope. Peter Pan. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh! when elephants fly. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. You've got a friend in me. Uh, Toy Story. Yes. God help the outcasts.
0: The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Wow.
1: Why should I worry?
0: Why should I worry? Is Oliver and Company?
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Mm-hmm. On my way.
0: <laughs> oh my God! You've saved my marriage. Um, it, 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 wait, is it? Um, oh no, 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 no! Sorry, I'm thinking of uh, oh, Princess and the Frog. Is almost there. Yeah. This is something different.
1: <laughs> it's Brother Bear. I don't like talking to animals. <laughs> Let's Get Together.
0: The Parent Trap. Yeah. Let's Get Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Best of Friends. Karen. They're having a Fox down. and the Hound. Yeah. No! Oh,
2: wow. If I Didn't Have You. Oh, uh, 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 that's another Pixar one. Is that Toy Story 2? Uh, no. Oh, what?
1: I
3: think you're I thinking about that Sarah McLaughlin song. It is a Pixar song. one. I
2: know
1: it's no, Pixar. I Pixar. I know <laughs> it's
0: Pixar. I can hear Is it Monsters, singing. Inc. Yes. Oh, that's okay. right. That's it's right. The, it's the John Goodman. Uh, that's song right. All right.
1: Breaking Free. <laughs> Breaking Free. High School Musical. Oh, oh good
0: lord. lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually know that. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> that Karen
0: can not decide if she's more embarrassed to oh, get that one or miss God. that
2: one. <laughs> <Thought> Zippity
1: <laughs> doodah.
0: Song of the South. Yes. Song yes. of the South.
1: Candle on the Water.
0: Kindle. Old school. It, uh, it's old school. It's
1: pretty old. I can't do... <laughs> Pete's Dragon. Oh, oh wow! I
2: thought okay. that maybe. When you say that, so many many times. I can kind of remember it, wow. but it's like oh man, I definitely, yeah. I love that one as a chair.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: Baby Mine.
0: Oh. That is Dumbo. Yes. That makes me cry. Oh, that is so yeah. sad. You and every other human being.
1: <laughs> all right. Little Patch of Heaven. We're going out on a very obscure one. <laughs> what? Angels on the outfield. Nope. (laughs) That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Home on the range.
0: Oh. Nice
2: quiz, Ben. Man, ben, yeah, thank ben you, from Ben. That's I a good quiz. I am amazed at your guys' knowledge of the songs. That's incredible. I,
3: I am amazed, too. Well, okay, so growing up, <laughs> part of learning English for me was I would watch Disney song sing-alongs where they would have the clips, like the song numbers from the movies, and they have lyrics at the uh, bottom with the little like bouncing the fall wiki of the head. the the bouncing oh, dot. Yeah, or so that's mm. one of the reasons why I know mm. a lot about this because that's, like, how I kind of learned English in a way. Awesome quiz. And we're back. Welcome to Good Job Brain. So actually, and coincidentally, I'm heading out to Orlando uh, for Disney World
1: this week. Is it a coincidence, a Karen? It is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so especially for me with something like Disney, I just love all the movies and the shows and the music and, and the parks. It was really hard for me to come up with a segment or talk about something without being too specific or maybe it's something that I find it's really cool, but everybody else is like, mm, that seems kind of dumb. <laughs> so I think I found a super awesome offbeat trivia tidbit about Walt Disney World that I'm gonna share with you guys, mm-hmm. and I want to blow your minds. All right, this. all right. So all right. be prepared.
0: Also a Disney song. <gasps> hold, hold your
3: head. <laughs> okay. So a little bit of intel on the Walt Disney World in Orlando. I've mentioned this before. I've talked about the Epcot Center. Disney World is really the equivalent of say like five Disneyland. It's really a resort. and they're separate theme parks. So there's Epcot, which is the educational park. There's Magic Kingdom, which really is kind of the, the Disneyland of Disney World with the characters and such. There's also the Disney Hollywood Studios. And there's also a zoo animal park called Animal Kingdom. So Animal Kingdom was open in 1998. I believe that's probably the most recent park. But before Animal Kingdom was built, Disney World had another zoo-ish wildlife attraction called Discovery Island. And it really literally is Mm. an island in one of the the large lakes over there in in Orlando. So obviously with the addition of Animal Kingdom, a bigger, flashier park basically rendered the dinky little Discovery Island obsolete. So what they did was, so they transferred all the animals to the new shiny Animal Kingdom Park and closed down Discovery Island in 1999. So, do you guys know Mist, as in the video game? Yes. yes. One of the most popular franchises back in the day, gorgeous scenic adventure exploratory type of computer games yeah, and so,
2: great puzzles. Yeah,
3: very very popular. So after Discovery Island closed, Disney was considering teaming up with the makers of Mist mm. to hmm. create and use that island space, theme it to become a Mist theme park. Wow. Like a mist island. Right. And, and really it's to create like a cutting edge kind of interactive scavenger honey mm. exploratory real life experience like what you do in the game but in real life. Mm. And they were going to call it mist island. Hmm. So guests to the island would explore locations and find artifacts, and it's nonlinear, and you would just unravel this mystery. And it sounds really cool. And one of the reasons why they were thinking about this is because it was an affordable way to kind of field test new ways for people to enjoy the park, Mm -hmm. other than lining up for a ride. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was really kind of one of the big problems. You'd wait in line for like three hours just to be on a three-minute ride. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were kind of getting disgruntled. And and, you know, especially with big families, they thought maybe, hey, this is a new way to kind of break up that monotony. Of course, the development of this attraction never got beyond the concept stage. I mean, on paper, it sounds really interesting and really cool, but in reality, it's a small space, right. and then they would have to do all this crazy construction. It's an island. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just yeah. be a logistical nightmare, mm, right, right? To move, yeah. to either grow the island or shrink the island. And, and build if you stuff wanted on it to be island. like an
2: interactive, non-linear experience, like you'd kind of have to limit the amount of people there at a time, exactly. which means you'd be constantly shuttling yeah. groups back and forth.
3: So that never happened, but Discovery Island is still there in Disney World. And even though it's defunct, Disney didn't demolish or get rid of the island. It's just still standing there. Mm. They left it there abandoned and kind of just let nature takes its course. Mm. I don't know if you guys ever watched the show. I think it's on the History Channel. It's called...
0: <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> because I know what happens.
3: <laughs> it's called Life After Humans. Oh, yeah. I love it. And it's like what happens when there's no human oh, okay. in yeah. an yeah. area. And it's kind of like that. Discovery Island has just been overgrown with Florida wildlife. Wow. I have I've um,
2: seen um, on the internet, uh, <laughs> I've seen some pictures of this, and I don't know if the guy was authorized to get on there or if he snuck on there.
3: Actually, you're, you're right. So this guy, I have his name. It's Shane Perez. Ah. He's one of those urban explorers where a lot of people trespass or break into like old abandoned factories and they take yeah, pictures yeah, yeah. and kind of like it's like life after humans like what happens when all these things deteriorate and and when nature comes and kind of ravages Yeah us. and they're
2: creepy and beautiful at the same time. It is
3: very eerie because yeah. it's just totally abandoned. So this guy Shane he did so much research trying to get to Discovery Island but you know one of the things he did was he got a haircut he would dress up to code and pretend he's a Disney employee <laughs> at a park Ooh. and then would pack all his, like, a change of clothes and all his camera equipment and, like, waterproof things. And so he eventually swam to the island with all of his stuff, and he just explored it. And it's really fascinating the things that he found, because it's not only, you know, you have relics of whatever was there and just nature overgrowing. They also found weird things like snakes in jars and in coke bottles like maybe people were squatting or crazy science experiments we don't know and they're also like there were vultures on discovery island obviously shane perez because of this got mainstream media attention and eventually disney did give him a slap on the wrist. And uh, I uh, think he's forever banned right. from any of the Disney uh, <laughs> every Disney property. Exactly. So we don't know. I mean, maybe Disney is keeping it for something. I guess it'd be really hard to just take out an island, so oh. they kind of just leave it there. But maybe in the future, they'll
1: make it into some other thing. Dude, those snakes and jars, that was Mist Island. He stumbled on
2: Mist Island. He should have <laughs> kept
1: following the clues. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, Karen, you were talking about uh, waiting in line. What a big part of the experience that is, for better or for worse, that sometimes the, these, worst. the lines are really, really long sometimes. one of the But p- deceptively short. Deceptively short and not by coincidence. The feelings that you experience when you're waiting in line for a Disney attraction have been so carefully considered. It is amazing. In Walt Disney World, a couple years ago, they opened the Winnie the Pooh attraction. Yeah. And one of the things about this attraction that sort of in the theme park world was a big deal was this was their next generation of queue. Their next generation of waiting in line. Hmm. Meaning that what you're doing while you're waiting in line for the ride they take as seriously as the ride itself. Yes. Oh yeah. So they find sure. an experience and for you. you know yeah. I mean we, we almost take it for granted now thinking about well of course it makes sense but you know go back a few years and this was a novel idea that Walt Disney uh, properties Disney World and Disneyland really kind of pushed forward. The idea of managing the queue. So specifically, Disney has what are called secret switchbacks and hidden switchbacks in the parlance of mm-hmm. Disney park goers. You know what that means? You know, if you were like a, a hiker or a mountain biker, you know, a switchback is like a cut back and forth across a mountain kind of mm-hmm. thing. And if you're like waiting in line at a carnival, you'll have the back and forth, back and forth waiting until Zig you zag, get there. Yeah. A zigzag, right. A switchback. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Disney and his uh, engineers and park developers really wanted to get is how do we hide this? part. Yeah. How do we make it oh. not obvious that I'm waiting in line? Right. And one of the things that they... that'll
3: just make people, like,
2: antsy. You don't want the person to ever really have a good idea of exactly how many people there are ahead of them. Yes. And you want to enhance the feeling that I'm in a linear process, mm-hmm. even though I'm curving all over the place. Right. And I'm mm-hmm. almost there.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. And we're almost mm-hmm. there.
2: So one of the first ones to really do this, like a good example, is Jungle Cruise, where, you know, as you're waiting in line for the Jungle Cruise, it's part of the environment. You're not iron bars and concrete. There's trees and leaves and they pipe in animal sounds and mm-hmm. there may be jokey little signs. Yeah, there's
0: posters and yeah. it's sort of like you're, yeah, you're in a boat Rental. station. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, a boat Pirates station? of the Caribbean, particularly the Disney yeah. World, is another great example of this that, uh, you know, if you were to look at the floor plan of the line, it snakes around the scenery, behind walls, in and out of pieces that are parts of the mm-hmm. ride yep. so that wherever you are in line, you can't really see the end or the beginning, but you feel like you're moving through. And this was something really, really carefully considered.
0: The, um, this is not Disney, but the, as Karen and I can both attest, the Harry Potter uh, section of Universal Orlando, the the line for that, they actually, people will stand in line for the big ride and then not go on the ride because the line weaves you through all of the different sections of Hogwarts Castle and it is fascinating. Like, you will be in line for three hours and love it.
2: It's it's moved past just a painted background. I mean, you know, the earliest examples of these were just, oh, they kind of paint, you know, whatever the theme was on the walls. Yep. But no, you're right. People all agree that the the fullest uh, realization of this idea is the Harry Potter and Forbidden Journey line. Absolutely. Yeah. Coming back to the Pooh ride. Pooh and friends. Uh, <laughs> it always comes back to Pooh. on Good uh-huh. Job Rain. Uh-huh. It's considered the sort of the third generation of Q. The, okay. So the first all generation right. would be sort of lightly themed atmospheric. Second generation would be really sort of the hidden switchbacks and secret switchbacks. And this third generation, as far as Disney concerned is there are things to physically do while you're waiting in line. Oh. You can oh. stomp on a pedal and gophers pop up, or you can yeah. twist knobs and dials, or yes. you can, we... you can do Jones. something oh, man. while Indiana you're Jones waiting ride. in line.
0: Yeah, the Indiana Jones ride, there's a thing that's like, don't pull this lever, you know, and, or don't <laughs> pull You it. pull the don't rope and then yeah, there's yeah, yeah. like a guy who's
3: like, ah! That's yeah. funny. Yep.
0: Yeah, no, It's as soon as you start thinking about that, you start looking at the lines very differently, because they do. They they sneak you around corners and you're waiting and then you, like, you look at the line, you're like, oh, the line looks Really short, and then you realize that oh, it's like taking me around the back of this building. And that
2: guy, that guy. <laughs> yeah, one of
3: the big things I remember when Indiana Jones, the hidden temple, opened in Disneyland. It's I think it's only available in Disneyland, it's not in Disney World. Another thing they did was when they first opened, they had a secret alphabet, yeah, and symbols that are scattered around uh, everywhere. Uh. And as you line up, they give you a card that acts like a legend. And so, as the little kids, they <laughs> would. <laughs> It, that line was probably like three plus hours, and mm. but the little kids would try to solve the different uh, yeah. puzzles great. and That's such. That's great.
2: That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So I uh, just to give some credit, I'm drawing heavily here from some of these bits from a blog called Passport to Dreams Old and New, which you over at mm-hmm. Disney Nut, check it out.
0: So to bring it back to Disney animation, uh, here's, here's an interesting piece of trivia about Walt Disney. He and this has, I think this has come up in our trivia, or at least we've studied this in anticipation that it might be a question uh, one day. <laughs> Walt Disney has won more Oscars than any other person. Yes. He, is the, he no. is the person with the most yes. Oscars. Yes, yes, that's right. So it all depends on how you count it. They had mm. given Walt Disney some honorary Oscars at first, because they didn't really have Oscars for animated anything. Oh, right. Um, and, to, and they give out a lot more honorary Oscars in those days to, oh. to recognize things that didn't have a category. Right, like, I right. believe that child actors and actresses actually got, like, Jewel. Vanile Academy Awards and they were like sort of honorary because like baby Oscars are tinier (laughs) happy meal Oscars and so Disney won 22 competitive Oscars which is more than anyone and he he won he won even more if you count honorary ones but it all kind of depends on how you count it and if you count it a certain way he's the only person to ever win eight Oscars at the exact same time wow Um, here is a quote a really fantastic quote that I found Attributed to Louis B. Meyer of Metro-Goldwyn-Meyer, or MGM, circa 1936. <clears throat> <clears throat> Who'd pay to see a... Dra- I'm going <laughs> to do it in a movie executive in voice. In blustery movie <laughs> executive voice. Who'd pay to see a drawing of a fairy princess when they can watch Joan Crawford's boobs for the same price at the box office? Yikes. <laughs> Um, wow! He was, of course, referring to the movie known as Disney's folly, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Um, by the end of the 30s, Disney was just riding high on the success of Mickey Mouse, and he decided to risk it all on a crazy idea, which is, you know, nobody had made a, a feature. feature-length animated movie. He's like, you know what? It cost me $20. twenty dollars. Cost me about twenty-five thousand dollars to make <laughs> oh a my single. God. To, hey, those things were you got to sit there and draw frames of animation,
1: but just twenty. It cost 000. about 25,000 25, 25,
0: to make one Mickey Mouse cartoon. And they would make their so. money back in spades. He figured, well, Mickey Mouse cartoon, new movie, let's just let's do some back of the envelope math and say that it's gonna cost me about $250,000 uh, to make a feature-length animated film. Yeah, it ended up costing him about $1.5 million in 1937 money. Oh my god! In, in, oh, money, my god. Um, in 2011 dollars, that is $23 million oh, uh, really. to make Snow White. Adjusted for inflation as of today, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is the 10th biggest money making film ever according oh. to box office mojo it has made tons upon tons upon tons of money because it's been re-released into theaters over and over and over again just box office yeah. mm. um and oh
3: not even dvd or ldj Li Li no, oh, no just just box just office.
0: box Jeez. office it's the 10th highest mm-hmm. grossing film again adjusted for inflation the top 5 just you know for the record gone with the wind right star yeah. wars yep the Sound of Music, mm. ET, mm-hmm. and Titanic. Yeah. And so number 11 actually is 101 Dalmatians. So 101 wow. Dalmatians and Snow White at the time made stupid, stupid, stupid money. Right. Disney developed his famous multiplane camera for this movie. People had worked with things kind of like this before. Disney built the mother of all multiplane cameras. Imagine a, a, a film camera positioned on a really, really tall, like bookshelf scaffolding kind of thing, and the camera's pointing down. Own. and every shelf of the bookshelf is mm, a transparent a cell animation and uh, they're all physically separated from each other and then mm-hmm. there's gears and you know pulleys and mm-hmm, machinery basically mm-hmm. that, you know you press a button and things everything starts moving but at different rates of yeah, speed the parallax. parallax the parallax effect that's how this is being done it's being done with a camera shooting down through many cells wow. And this was one of the Honorary Academy Awards uh, that Disney won. They they gave him a full-size Oscar statuette surrounded by seven tiny oh, Oscar statuettes. Yeah. I've seen a photo of that. That's great. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil. Did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And
1: we're here, too.
3: time for our final quiz segment and i haven't done one in a while so i'm going to do a music <laughs> trivia quiz but it's not going to be a music round what i'm going to do is describe to you what famous iconic album art looks like oh. and you have to tell me what artist i love
2: it the artist meaning the recording artist not the artist who made the album
0: cover. yes okay sorry, the okay. recording okay. artist
3: hopefully i have a good range in here from from <laughs> old to new different genres of music so let's see how this goes they're so buzzing as soon as you think you know it okay all right, okay. All right. All right. number one a graphic print of a banana. No.
2: That is uh The Velvet Underground and Nico.
3: Yes. And it's actually by Andy Warhol. Correct. did the art. And also, I didn't know this, but in the first production release of the vinyl or of the album covers, the banana is actually a sticker. Yep. That you can peel off. Oh. Yep. And what's underneath it. Naked woman. Is a <laughs> oh. banana.
2: But it's purple. Like, but it's purple and pink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh-huh. like Those a, are the originals. Are quite collectible, oh, as you I can bet.
0: imagine. Yeah. Yeah. The pink yeah. banana, <laughs> unpeeled, <laughs> unpeeled, <laughs> un-peeled <laughs> banana cover.
3: All right, number two. This cover features the tail of a Boeing 727. <clears throat>
2: That, wow, uh, I haven't even
3: gotten into the description. What is it?
2: Uh you were probably going to say what the tail number was. Uh it sounds like licensed to ill by the Beastie Boys. Yes. Uh the tail number I think is like if you hold it up to a mirror it says eat me. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it. it is
3: 3MTA3. <laughs> when you hold it to a mirror it says eat me. Oh. Of course it also says Beastie Boys and a Def Jam logo right, on the right, on, like right. stickers on on the on the tail of the plane. This cover Features a subversive illustration of a man shaving and scraping his face with a rodent <laughs> attached to a... Le-
2: uh, Weasels Ripped My Flesh by Frank Zappa.
3: Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. you're
2: This is my Disney quiz. This is- <laughs> yeah.
3: Here's another one. Naked Baby Underwater Reaching... Dana. It's Nirvana. Yep. Um- so Naked Baby Underwater Reaching for a $1 bill attached to a fishing stream. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next one. A cherub behind two packs of cigarettes. That's uh, Van Halen, uh, is it 1984? Mm-hmm. Correct. Cherub behind two packs of cigarettes stacked on a table. <laughs> Arm holding a grenade shaped like a heart.
2: Uh, it's Green Day yeah is that uh, uh, American Idiot
3: correct yeah. no Fleetwood Mac Chris and I was gonna say why, <laughs> why aren't you
0: asking any of the albums that I know Um, Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks holding a crystal ball oh Fleetwood Mac's rumors
1: <laughs>
0: Cowboys sitting on a fence post John Denver's back home again like if you, maybe if you would ask some of those I would get these questions <laughs>
1: Black
3: background with white topographic lines from the Cambridge Encyclopedia of Astronomy.
2: Oh, is that uh, uh, New Order or Joy Division? I got to pick. Uh, Joy Division. It is Joy Division. Unknown Pleasures. Mm. And this is
3: pretty famous and been parodied a lot, which is uh, it's the, the scientific visual representation of the first pulser, which is mm. a pulsating star. All right, next one. This cover shows a man's behind in blue jeans with a red cap stuffed in the back pocket. Colin again. Oh. <laughs>
2: That's uh, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the U.S.A. Yeah. Correct.
3: All right, next one. The band members are in a lineup against a pure single blue background. Oh, this is a Colin quiz. Is that uh,
2: Weezer? Yeah. Yes. It's commonly called the Blue Album.
3: Okay, the last one.
2: <laughs> this is, this I, is really. I love this quiz. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't tell.
3: The last one, Japanese anime-inspired teddy bear shooting out and up from a planet called Universe City. Uh,
0: this is Kanye West.
3: Kanye West, and it is, uh, actually, he teamed up with uh, Takashi Murakami, very famous oh. Japanese artist. Uh, they teamed up and worked on a lot of the art and style for that particular album, which is Graduation. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So there you go.
1: I love that uh, That was good great.
3: Job, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our show thank you guys for joining me and thank you guys listeners for listening in hope you learn a lot about Disney World Disney Parks old animation Disney songs and album art you can find us in Zoom Marketplace on iTunes on Stitcher and also on our website which is goodjobbrain.com check out our sponsors at bonobos.com and we'll see you guys next week
0: bye bye see you. bye 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 now bye now bye now Buh-bye. Buh-bye.